Hey there, I'm Hope from Unicorn Marketing Co. I'm your host and welcome to the Magic Hour. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Magic Hour. I'm Hope from Unicorn Marketing Co. And today I have Kat from Shop Local on and we're going to chat all about her business and talk about why it's really important to shop locally. I think we all know reasons why, but Kat's really going to drive it home for us and, and talk about the importance of supporting local businesses, especially during times like preparing for the holiday season and getting gifts ready and talking all about Black Friday and Small Business Saturday, all of that stuff. So hi, Kat. Welcome. I hope. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be doing this with you today. I'm so freaking glad you're here. Tell us everything. Tell us a little bit about yourself and all about your business. Yeah, for sure. So my name's Kat. I am the oldest of three siblings. So uh, sometimes people say you learn a lot by the structure of the family hierarchy. So Uh definitely the oldest. I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, and I actually now live in Langley, BC. I've been in BC for about 12, 13 years now. So it's been a little while. So I live with my husband. We have two kids. I've got a a daughter and a son who are growing up way too fast. We also have two cats and a big dog. So our house is always full and busy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I am a KPU grad. I actually graduated in 2016 when I was eight months pregnant with a degree oh. in HR management. And uh, my husband and I co-own multiple businesses. They mainly revolve around food trucks, festivals. And uh, my kind of spearhead, my baby, is BC Shop Local, which is obviously the organization we're going to mainly speak about today and all of that. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. Tell me what BC Shop Local is. I follow you guys on Instagram, love everything that you talk about and share there. But for someone who hasn't heard about you, what could they expect? Yeah, so it's basically a community of a bunch of small business owners, local business owners. We really emphasize collaboration over competition within our community. It's really, really important to us. During COVID, it was a little bit of a decline in social networking in person. You know, we run events throughout the year and we weren't able to have those moments. And so it kind of felt like there was a little bit of a void. So we built out BC Shop Local as as a little hub for these people to get together and just communicate and hype each other up because, you know, when you're down in the dumps for a little bit and your business kind of falling apart, you really need, you need support. You need people there to kind of help you out of the trenches. And so that's kind of the core of what our, our primary goals and outcomes are out of that. Through Shop Local, we have a whole bunch of different initiatives. We provide people with marketing support. We provide selling opportunities at markets. We've got a business direct that has almost over what well, has over 100 local businesses now Aww. and yeah it's really great so if you're looking for people and you're like hey I really want to collaborate with somebody that does this or I, you know maybe you're putting together a gift box and you need somebody that sells soaps like we've got all of that uh, available on our website you just have to search it we're really just growing and we're, we're our goal is to get as many small local businesses together in one area to just support and help each other out Amazing. Are these small businesses in their directory and part of your organization? Are they all in the Langley area or in like the lower mainland and near Vancouver? Where are they at? They're primarily in the lower mainland, but we do have a lot of amazing businesses also in the other parts of BC. We've got some from the island. We have some from interior, uh, some northern BC as well. And um, yeah, those ones I find super cool too, because they have carved this niche little industry out for them. And, you know, when you're a small business owner in a smaller community, it's really awesome how many people you really meet that are, you know, your neighbors or your friends. And yeah, I always love hearing those stories and seeing them being part of it. Me too. And I love that this idea was birthed from COVID. As we know, it all kind of sucked and that was not a great time for anybody. But I really love hearing about all of these like COVID business babies that have come to life since then. And this is one of these beautiful things that you've created. It's so amazing. Yeah, it's lots of fun. There's a lot of really awesome things that came out of COVID for sure, even though it didn't feel like it at the time. Of course, as it usually does. (laughs) (laughs) So let's touch a bit more on that. What were some of the challenges that you encountered while growing BC Shop Local? We had a few. Every business we're part of has challenges. With Shop Local, the biggest thing is starting off. We were obviously very small. We didn't buy over an Instagram account. We didn't like have much of a base other than our events that we ran in person. And then when COVID hit, it was essentially just 
our community of market vendors who had been part of it for years prior, we decided like, hey, let's just get a place together and just kind of shout from the rooftops and tell everyone, let's support as much as we can because these small businesses are really really hurting. And, you know, there's, there's been some trials and tribulations. One of the biggest things that was super hard for us is we tried to kick off a online store to help them. And while our intent was really great, it was, a, it was a lot more work. I tried to take on like a lot of the coding in the back end to build these stores out. We, uh, you know, bought a lot of really expensive plugins to try and make it into like a true marketplace and have things go. And a lot of people had a lot of time sitting at home during COVID and we got hit with some online phishing schemes. And so it was not a lot of fun. They charged us like six, 700 times with fake credit cards. And it just came to the point where we were getting a lot of traction. It was interesting. I logged in. I was like, oh my God, we got so many orders. Like, this is amazing. And I looked and like, oh no, this is not amazing. This is awful. And, oh my um, god. Yeah, it was um there's a lot of stuff behind the scene that a lot of people don't really think of and so for us it, it we pulled the plug, you know, it it sucked because we really really wanted to support these small businesses selling online. I thought it was a really cool idea and we had a lot of really great applications and submissions come through and it just it, it was a lot more work than we were anticipating. And you know what, maybe it can happen again in the future on a different platform in a different way, but uh yeah, there's there's been a lot of fluidity in the way that we've offered services and programs to our vendors and our, our participants in our community, because we really, at, after that, which was really my push, I kind of looked internally and said, hey, you know what, like, let's listen to the crowd and see what they really want, because, you know, I have all these grand ideas and just because I want to make it something super large and helpful and like really big right off the bat doesn't mean maybe I should and we really started this all pretty organically with like the directory was actually a member suggestion and they reached out to us and said hey we really um would love to have a place where we can reach other local businesses and figure out how we can collaborate with them and I was like wow what an awesome idea let's do that and then same thing with our our gift guide which we can talk about a little bit later but that was also a member suggestion so we always love hearing from our community because I think that's really the most impactful way that we can grow for sure I think intuitive listening is so so important and really just taking a moment to come back to what are your core values as a brand and a business and then how does that reflect for your people and your target audience so great job. I know it's not always easy getting to that point. And sometimes it's hard to let go of like all of these beautiful, bright, shiny ideas. But sometimes, you know, they, they come up in different ways and they might percolate. And in the future, it'll be re-envisioned as something new. You never know. Yep, totally. And you know what? In, in the spirit of collaboration, I totally would partner with somebody in the future that maybe has a little bit more knowledge in in creating those kind of environments because for me it was a let's just deep dive in this and learn it all myself and uh, with Rachel's support she helped me a lot on that but uh, it was expensive and uh, it didn't quite work the way we wanted it to do so that's okay you know it's uh, we just kept going and it it's, it is what it is today a learning point for sure okay wait I kind of skipped ahead and we're talking about bc shop local but you have other businesses because you are a multi-passionate person which is freaking amazing do you want to touch on your other passions yeah for sure so our primary business beyond shop local and the food truck festival is actually a concessions company and my husband's family had been doing it um, since the 60s so it's been ingrained in into his life for a really long time but when I met him that's actually how I met him I was working in his cotton well his it was his parents at the time but their cotton candy stand at the peony oh my god <laughs> yeah super funny I just that was when I first moved to Vancouver and I really needed a job so yeah. I took that short-term uh, peony summer job and turned out to to format and change my entire life but yeah so we uh, spend a lot of time traveling around in the summer we go to the Calgary Stampede the Peony uh, we do the Cloverdale Rodeo all these big giant events with our trailers you know we we're not as cool as like the street vending food trucks who have some really awesome menus because we sell I mean hot dogs cotton candy corn dogs like all your typical delicious fair food but you know that's a treat yourself thing so we actually attended small local events in our communities pre-COVID and the previous organizer decided that she didn't want to do it anymore so my husband and I 
I being ambitious and young with, you know, two young kids decided like, oh, what are we, why don't we take it over? What are we going to do if she doesn't do it anymore? So in 2018, we bought over a food truck festival, which is now the Greater Vancouver Food Truck Festival. So now it went from a couple local small events to, and basically only operating before in, um, I would say, I think it was April, May ish maybe some in june and now we operate from march all the way until october sometimes in the winter as well but uh, yeah yeah we've got uh if anyone or any of the listeners have been to food truck wars there was one in surrey and then one in langley we put that on and then we ran the chilliwack rib fest this year too so that was a lot of fun holy smokes that's a lot of work yeah yeah it's good it's rewarding work you know we get our steps in (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah we hit times like October November and we really kind of sit back and we're so thankful and you know it's just there's a lot of gratitude when it comes to being able to do what we can do and we touch so many businesses and see so many people throughout the summer it's incredible it's it's uh yeah really keeps us going that's so amazing I've not been to the greater Vancouver food truck festival tell me about it where is it when does it happen what kind of food trucks are there I'm a total foodie I love it all awesome yes you should definitely come we run up to 20 events per season so we're all over the place so we visit Langley Mission Chilliwack Surrey Burnaby we're really kind of stop in at uh, one city for a weekend and then we move on to the next for the next weekend so it's like a traveling traveling uh festival and that's like our baseline community festivals that we put on those ones have you know it's free to enter there's no cost you just pay for whatever food you want to order usually it's about 25 food trucks there's a lot of diversity in our food trucks we work with almost i think 120 local food trucks so wow um, yeah, they're awesome. They're, it's And they're all small businesses too, right? Like you're not getting any corporate chains really that have food trucks. I think maybe Triple O's or White Spot might have, they have a truck. They don't usually come out too often, but yeah, they're all locally owned trucks and these people really pour their heart into their food and their um, their food tastes great. And it's it's amazing. Like a lot of things are handmade. There's a a pierogi truck out there, Old Country Pierogi. It's my, he is these vegan cabbage rolls. They're to die for. I love them. Oh my uh, gosh. That's yeah, so good. <laughs> they're really good. We release our event list. We're in the planning stage right now, but typically January, we'll be putting up all of our locations and our dates for 2024. And within these events, we have our BC Shop Local Market. So it's also a great place to come and shop the local vendors that are participating. They do change every event too. We don't just have the same people cycle through. It's, you know, some of them are, are lifers. They love us. They're going to be there every event we do they're like we're there and uh, that's great because you know they know their network and our, our guests know where to find them but we do also have a variety of new vendors that come in you know we support a lot of young entrepreneurs and vendors that are just starting off uh, because they don't know what to do and you know running a business is a lot of work and so we just ha- give them the spot and an opportunity and spend some time chatting with them and helping them out to figure out how they're going to grow and what their plans are which is a lot of fun. And then, yeah, there there's live music, entertainment, also uh, local, usually artists that come in and uh, sing on the stage. So it's, uh, it's a good family event. You know, sometimes there's a beer garden too, so you can sit and have a drink, eat your food, go shopping. And it's a pretty awesome way to spend your weekend. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a great day all around. So- yes. So much fun. Yeah. I love that every avenue of your businesses have really focus around the community instead of competition and it's all about really caring for each other and lifting each other up I think that's amazing thank you yeah it's uh it was definitely one of our core pillars and deciding in what we do especially even with our suppliers and everything we support local suppliers to as much as we can and they care they everyone cares when you're you know, connected in your smaller community, it, it really makes a difference. And there's that reliance on each other and almost like a family feeling that you get when you work with them. Yeah, for sure. That's so lovely. So how do you support small businesses through BC Shop Local? You talked a bit about, well, we're going to talk about the gift guide and you talked about the online store that didn't work out, but you do lots of great things. Yeah. So we have um, a, a lot of free resources in our blog that we offer for um, anybody who's just starting out and maybe doesn't have any funds to help, you know, get a consultant or speak with an advisor about anything. So those are always there. We have our uh, bi-monthly newsletter that goes out as well, which is filled with resources. And we have a guest blog spot where we encourage anyone who's an expert in their field to come out and say, hey, let me talk about this. I want to get in front of your audience. So if you have any other listeners 
entrepreneurs right now, they're like, wow, I'd really like to speak to some of these people. Like it's a great opportunity to just kind of get your name out there and share your wisdom that you, you know, maybe have this new thing that you're really passionate about. It's a great way to, to get some listeners on it. And then uh, we also offer free uh, advertising on our, our social media through just sharing. If you guys, if anybody tags our company in a story or something like that, we will usually promote and share it back it's uh, we try really hard we do get a lot of messages and whatnot but we try our best to make it inclusive and we also have our directory which it's only forty dollars a year so it's really a a fair price and you get a feature on our our page and then we also try and share out some reels featuring your business if we can get some video content from you and those usually perform really well usually get a couple hits back on it and then uh, obviously helps boost your seo on the back end with a link back to our site and you have the opportunity to participate in our gift guides so those are also really awesome resources for people who are trying to shop local and uh, a nice form of advertising within our community and in addition, we have our in-person markets as well. So they're great selling opportunities if you really want to get in front of a new community. And maybe you're a Langley-based entrepreneur and you haven't been able to get out to Richmond and you're like, oh, I really want to try and see if Richmond will like my products or I want to expand my customer base and uh, you know, even just educate people about what I sell or my services. It's an awesome opportunity there. And then yeah, we're always looking at ways to collaborate within our community. So when we have members come to us and say, hey, what about this idea? Like we're totally open and always want to hear about it too. So amazing. Do you have lots of people who go and kind of like hop around to all the different cities at the markets or is it quite diverse? We have quite a few people who will come. I mean, vendors and guests that come to different events and they're like, well, I have to follow you guys around. Like that's, <laughs> that is my rule. Like I'm just have to be there. So you got those tried and true loyal uh, people. And then you have the ones, usually those are the loyal ones are the ones that have been there for multiple years. And they know like, you know, this is my, this is my crowd. This is my jam. And then you have the the newer vendors and, you know, sometimes even the newer guests that just don't know what to expect and for some market vendors it really shows them like hey my product has some uh, weight behind it and people seem to really enjoy it and you know I have a good thing coming here where they get some feedback where you know maybe they have a couple different options available for products or services and some sell better than others and then like you go to another community and you realize hey my market mix is a little bit different in this community so it's a really cool learning experience so we encourage a lot of people to try different communities just to get that feedback because you know it's very diverse the lower mainland is a very diverse just group of communities and so there's a benefit there to learn about um, your clients and where you know people shop and what they're looking for and how to sell and I would not undersell the value of an in-person market it's a lot of work it's tiring you know you don't sleep a lot on the weekends but uh, totally (laughs) worth it if you're growing your business yeah I love that your business has become like a hub and a catalyst for people to innovate and learn and educate themselves. That's so important when starting a small business and well, any level of business just to like get a pulse on like what's happening or how people will react and meet other people and networking. It's so cool. Yeah, it's definitely very critical. All of those things when you're starting a business, like that's uh, all steps in. It's hard sometimes, especially if uh, you're uncertain or, you know, you feel a little nervous about what you're doing. It's one of those things you just got to jump into and try it and, you know, not hope for the best, but, you know, try for the best. That's the biggest thing. I think there's some people out there, they go into it and they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, set up my tent and put some stuff out and sit back and wait for people to come to me. And typically that doesn't work. You have to really, yeah, put yourself out there and say, hey, like, you know, look at me. This is my passion. This is what I do. This is why I do it. This is why you should spend your money with me. And, um, you know, it's you see the vendors who have been there for a long time and know that and their sales are a lot higher. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's not to say that if you do it, you know, just kind of set up a small table and sit back the first time you do it is is wrong. It's just to say that uh, you learn a lot, especially from your other market vendors. Um, they'll come and they'll help you and they'll say, hey, like, have you considered doing this? Like, you know, maybe you should try and arrange your table a little bit like this. And mm-hmm. so that's also something I find is super cool from our community. That's amazing. I love that everyone is, again, so open to lifting each other up and sharing mm-hmm. back and just sharing the wealth of knowledge. That's really amazing. If I was a business and I was thinking about signing up for a market or just jumping in Mm -hmm. as a new entrepreneur, what would you tell me? I would say that prepare to uh, face a lot of different challenges. 
beyond just selling your product. There's a lot of things. Our markets are mainly outdoors and, and it's okay if you apply and you're told no of the first off, like always keep applying. Don't take that as like a big slap in the face because there are, I would say this year alone, we had over 300 applications for mm-hmm. our markets. You know, it can be really discouraging if you apply a few times and you don't get in, but those are the things that you really need to fight through. You need to be, you know, just confident in yourself and know that what you're doing is okay. And if you're not sure, and you really want to know why you didn't get into an event, you just, just follow up with somebody you just ask them a question say hey like you know I'm really interested in doing this can you help me out like is there a reason why I didn't get in like maybe somebody mm-hmm. applied before you with the same product um and then what when you figure that out like you'll you'll eventually get in and when you do um there are other things that come up too like for us our outdoor events you know bring a tent and have weights because we've had so many times where we've had vendors and the you know the wind picks up a little bit and tents are like sales and uh you know you'll see a 10 by 10 tent just flying down the event site so yeah there's a lot of things and on our blog posts and our resources like there's some tips and tricks for market vendors too to go through that and so yeah i guess my biggest advice would be to to reach out and get some feedback and just you know talk to the organizer for the uh, of the event and say hey like you know this is my first time doing this even maybe before applications come out like i'm really interested in attending what are the things i need to know about your event specifically and um how can i set myself up for the most success and they will always be willing to give you the most advice because the more prepared you are the easier it is on the organizer's perspective and the better experience for everybody. Absolutely. When you're in this like amazing nurturing cultivating space, tell me about why it's so important to be supporting businesses like this in this way. Bottom line, it's very important because these businesses have to be um, around, I think, for our community to have culture and Mm -hmm. to be you don't know, just give us something unique to look forward to there a world where everybody bought everything off amazon is boring to me there even in the way when you decorate your house you look at your house and you say how can i make my house stand out you know what can i put in my front porch to make it mine how do i make it my home right like i look at your community and small businesses are what makes your community a home it's you know that local coffee shop that you go to that bookstore that you go to that clothing shop you go to like those are unique to you and you're not finding those in you know the neighborhood across the city like that is your network, your community. And I think every time you support those, you're really growing those businesses and those services that they can support you. Owning a business is expensive. It's, uh, you know, any mistake you make can cost a lot of money and you might not have that float to to keep it going. So, you know, having that community pop in and say, hey, like I really say for a bakery, for example, like, wow, these, these items are great. Like, I really love these seasonal products you're offering. Please bring them back next year. Like that just gives that business owner that confidence that it's a great idea and that they really need to keep doing this and make some when they go to bed at night with all the stress and everything on their head about worrying it gives them that reassurance that they're, you know, they're doing the right thing and that, you know, there's meaning behind what they do. So yeah, people might think that words are just, you know, words, but they actually mean a lot to somebody who's running a, a smaller local business. Yeah, for sure. It's not just a nice compliment. It's something that someone can live on for a year. I don't know about you, but when I get negative feedback, I mean, it could live with me for a while and yes. it goes yeah. for a really nice thing too. I'm high, high on life for sure. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And let's be honest, most of us are living through imposter syndrome anyways. And uh, so when you get that validation from somebody, it really helps, uh, you know, just keep you going and pump you up a little bit longer. Yes, for sure. So everyone knows why it's so important to support local and everyone knows that like shopping on big boxes or like going to Amazon is not best thing to do. I think, I think everyone knows. I'm pretty sure everyone talks about this all the time. And if mm-hmm. like just hearing this for the first time, please, for the love of gosh, please <laughs> shop local. But I would love to hear your thoughts again. Like, why is it so important to support local businesses? Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Amazon is, you know, the, it's the crutch. It's the convenience monster. It's, um, <laughs> you know, you go to the store and it takes a lot of time to go shopping and, you know, you need to look for a specific product, maybe a store's out of it. And, you know, you search it up on Amazon. It's like, well, I can have it same day delivered. I don't have to waste my time running around doing things. I know it's there. I think a lot of people, when they're shouting and promoting like shop local, shop local, 
people who are not doing it already maybe internalize a little bit of guilt about it because they know they should be doing it and or at least like maybe trying to do it and it's just not convenient for their lives you know people are busy there's a lot going on so I think it's important as a shopper to know like okay I don't have to do it every single time I just need to maybe like take the opportunities or put myself in situations where maybe I can support local businesses and when you support them it helps you know so many so many different ways a lot of which we've already talked about but even coming down to employees and like you know you're you're supporting your local communities and Amazon Walmart all these big companies you know, they have a lot of money already in their float. They can make mistakes and it's not going to cost them a lot. Um, You know, they can be sued and they can still be standing. It doesn't really, you know, their float is there. But we all have heard the rumors and, you know, not so great things about being an employee at these companies, especially the bottom level of them. And, you know, for me, I personally believe that when you go to work, you really should feel like you have meaning and and some sort of like passion behind what you do. When you don't have that, you're not you're not a great employee and you know, you're not helping anyone. And it's just, uh, you need money. Everyone needs money to be able to live, but um, you need purpose and meaning as well. So the small businesses provide that a lot of the time with people because you're meeting your, your community, you're meeting your neighbors, you're meeting your friends, you're meeting your family. And there's a pride and a a level of just, I guess a level of pride behind what you're selling and you believe in it. And you know, your touch points to the top of the chain of command for making decisions is much shorter than it would be in these big corporate chains. So I think that that is super important as well. Like those people really care, they get your feedback. Yes, it's difficult sometimes to shop local, but really, once you start doing it, you're going to notice a difference. And also in quality, like, you know, yes, you can buy something for cheap off Amazon, and it comes to your delivery in in the next day. But it's not going to be the best quality it might not last you nearly as long like I've got some amazing keepsakes that I bought for my daughter from some of our market vendors I'm like you're gonna have this for the rest of your life like you can give this to your kid and it like has special meaning to me because I bought it because it resonated for me to you and so you know I'm not gonna get that kind of customized feeling that I would get from buying something off like a big box store and then also of course the environmental impact as well is huge like you're you know how many boxes do people get from amazon and you know the plastic wraps and all that stuff and so when you're buying in just in bulk even one amazon order and you order four things like they're not coming in one box it's all coming in different boxes and so it that's a huge impact as well and you shop local and you're you're protecting a little bit more of your environment and trying to make a little bit more of an impact because we all sometimes feel like we're not doing enough on that front too so for sure. I know this is an audio podcast, so people can't see that I'm just like nodding my head to everything you've been saying for the past five minutes, but I completely <laughs> agree. Totally. And I think it's so important to start out or have an intention of kindness and know like that it's all just about supporting and sharing and just doing what's good for you and your body and your mind and your soul and then supporting other people around you. I also love what you were saying about having a lot of shame and guilt. And I think that's something that I kind of didn't really think of before. And it's true. There's totally like a shame spiral related to shopping locally. And you're like, oh, well, I did get that thing online. And uh, I know I could have gone to a market, but I just don't have the time. I think it's all about just like the intention and like trying again, again, just like showing up with kindness and being like, okay, like tomorrow's a new day. (laughs) Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll go check out a new market or support a new business or like a business's post on Instagram. It's all about just trying really. Totally. Yeah. And you know, it's the shame sometimes prevents people from doing it. Cause maybe they're like, Oh, I don't want to go and see these things at the market. And they feel guilty that I didn't buy them from them. Like there's, you know, or, you know, a lot of people feel guilt when they go and look even at a vendor table and they feel uncomfortable because it's like, oh, I have to engage in direct conversation with someone. And what if I walk away? And like, there's a lot of people have different shopping experiences. And just because, you know, there's a market out there doesn't mean that you necessarily need to shop local from the market. You can go onto your local Facebook marketplace. A lot of people are selling their local goods on there that they make, you know, go through our directory and you'll find a lot of local businesses and links to their shop. There's another really great platform that uh, it's called FAIR. Um, They do take a commission that's the first order is quite a lot, but I know a lot of people who've gotten some really good wholesale connections out of them. And uh, it is a awesome, just local business platform. And they're, you know, when you're looking at the bigger upper end stores, like that's it, probably one of the better ones. There's Etsy too. I know Etsy 
a lot of people start off on Etsy. It's kind of changed a little bit in the last few years, I would say. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's resources there to help you if you don't want to shop in person. And then there's resources to help you if you want to shop in person, you don't want to shop online. Okay. Another quick thing I want to talk about, again, had this thought when you were sharing your previous response is like, yes, you can absolutely hold on to pieces and items for so much longer in your life. And yes, you are reducing your environmental impact. You're probably reducing the amount of boxes that you're using and you're probably recycling a lot more or a lot less. You know, you're just, your environmental impact is lower, but also it's better for you and better for your body. There's likely things that have been sourced locally and gone into say a makeup product or a hand lotion. And someone's really put that thought and energy into knowing like that it's not going to harm you or physically alter your body, which I think that we often forget about is just like, there's a lot of things that aren't good for you out there. It's crazy. To be honest, like every, every now and then I look at, I see articles from uh, California pop up and it's like California banned this, or, you know, you'll get something that's like, I think it's like prop 65 or something, California Mm. warning that this contains these chemicals that can cause this harm. And there are actually studies now that show young girls are going through life-changing moments three, four years earlier than what they normally do because of the chemicals that we're putting in our body. And a lot of that, you know, comes from skincare and shampoo. And if you ever look at the back of a shampoo bottle, it's a little nerve wracking when you start to see all these things that you don't know what are in them. So shampoo bars are huge right now in our, our artisan and local community. These people are making, you know, just back to basics, natural ingredients, and they don't have to worry about shipping it across the world. It's just a, it's a natural made product and you consume them within, you know, six, six months. And it's so much better for us. Like you're sure. totally right. The, the impact there is, is huge. Speaking of shampoo bars, I have to say, I jumped on this train this year and I was always like, what do I do? How do I use it? Like, how am I going to store it? And now I'm obsessed and I love them. They're great for traveling and like my hair is healthier. I love it. It's amazing. Totally. There's some amazing skincare products. And, they, and to keep in mind, like just because you're buying a local product doesn't mean that they don't go through testing and regulations as well. There's, you know, to sell cosmetics and whatnot at the markets, you need to have certain licensing and approvals to be able to do that. So same thing with food. If you're a food vendor, you have to go through your local health authority so there are some people who are probably a little skeptical it's like well you know they haven't gone through all this testing and they do pour their heart and soul into it they're not just trying to make a buck off you like their brand means a lot to them especially people who are in skincare and you know they know that your body is consuming these products and yeah I mean it's it's incredible to see the passion behind them and a lot of them have health related reasons as to why they started their companies and so it's really cool to hear those stories Yeah, there's a human, there's a person behind every business and you're supporting that person when you choose to spend your money somewhere and not to get like too meta, but you're really like creating the world that you want to live in when you choose where you're putting your money, right? Like a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Everything around you is definitely selected by what you decide that you want to buy. And again, no shame if you want to buy something off Amazon once in a while, it's okay. But, uh, you know, just making those little adjustments, little changes, I think you'd see a lot more impact in your life than you'd expect. For sure. Okay. So this question is basically, what would you say to someone who is, I'm not going to say ignorant, but like blatantly choosing not to support or shop local or doesn't know why they should, what would you say to them? Uh, There's some people who are set in their ways and they really like to stick hard to their points. And that's kind of just the personality that they have. And, um, you know, that's, part of the beauty of life is we get to encounter many different personalities and the ways people work. At the end of the day, I, the biggest thing for me is like, do you want to spend your money five times on a piece of like something that you want to buy for your house? Maybe like a cheap piece of art that you want to buy, like just to fill a space. Like you're going to buy something, you're going to change it over with, with whatever seasons, because you don't really love it that much, but you just want to fill a space. Or do you want to maybe invest in something that's a little bit higher quality and it came from the local artist down the street that you can look at and be like wow this is amazing like this is unique and nobody else has this piece you know it has a story behind it that you know just makes that little bit more character in your house I also would say like again you don't have to do all or nothing like it's it's kind of similar sometimes to when you think about people who are hardcore vegan and I'm plant-based and vegetarian but there's this weirdness around it that people say it's you know, all or nothing. And 
you're hardcore about it and that's your life and those are your founding principles I guess to say Mm -hmm. and so sometimes a lot of those people are not actually against the principle they just feel like they don't want to be told what to do and for me it's just you know just try it just see you know what what's the harm in trying and seeing you you might really really like this product and when you do you're going to realize that product is going to last you a lot longer it's going to cost you less over the time of your its life that it lives and you know they are investments a lot of the time because you can't just write the cost down when you're buying from a local business because they don't have as many ways to save money because it's not just mass produced they are unique but yeah i it, they're they're investments it's an investment into your community it's an investment into the people around you it's an investment to your unique uniqueness and your character of who you are and yeah it's I think as simple as that you you can choose to do it or you can choose not but uh, there's benefits that are there and I think when people do it they realize that for sure Kat so you have an amazing gift guide coming out shopping season has begun people are starting to prep for the holidays tell us all about this gift guide that you have yeah, no, it's um, super exciting. This is the second year we've done it. Last year was a big hit. So we thought we'd bring it back again this year. It's our local gift guide that features businesses in our directories. So anyone that's part of our directory can sign up for it and they get to showcase a little bit about them. They get to talk about what, you know, made them decide to sell their products that they want to sell. And it provides links to all their shopping sites. So either they sell through their own site or Etsy or Instagram. So all of those things are there and you can research through. Uh, It's a clickable PDF. Um, You're able to download it and it's going to be coming out mid-November. We are just working away at getting all the fine details. I will am happy to say that we've had almost 40 new applications in the last week to be part of this. So yeah, there's going to be some really incredible local businesses on here. I'm really excited to see it put together. Um, We've got Rachel in the back end who is doing the hard hard uh, awesome work to get it together for everybody and so we all really appreciate her doing that and it's an awesome resources especially for people who are trying to shop local and you know they want to make that switch and buy a couple gifts for somebody else and they don't know where to start and you know it's a little bit of a it, it's a guide it's just a little bit of um you know you back in the day you used to get those sears catalogs come to your house you oh my god yes <laughs> circle. i loved that yeah yeah it was so much fun so just you know treat it like that and have a look through them and say wow this would be great and it doesn't have to just be a, a holiday thing you can look at a business and be like wow like they have some really awesome products um this would be great for so-and-so's birthday or you know maybe this person would really love this and um or you know for valentine's day i should get my spouse this like it's more than just a November December thing but I would encourage people to look at it early and go to shop early because again small businesses don't have the resources to be high production facilities so (laughs) they do appreciate the lead time and you don't want to be disappointed because you weren't able to get what you wanted so I would say reach out early so you can do your shopping get it done and of course everyone loves to be stress-free in the holidays so might as well yeah where can people find your gift guide Uh, So it's going to be coming out through our email and our website. So the best way to get access to it is to sign up to our mailing list. So you can sign up through our Instagram handle. There's a link in our bio, or you can also just go directly through our website and sign up through the mailing list there. I believe Rachel is also going to be working on a landing page coming out right away. And so maybe by the time this airs, it's going to be live. And uh, by the time this airs, it'll be live. Awesome. Perfect. So we'll send you guys the link so we can make it a clickable link and make it super easy to access. So not trying to gatekeep anything. It'll just be there for whoever wants to shop and enjoy. For sure. That's so exciting. I'm happy to share that with all of our listeners. So amazing. I think that days like Black Friday and Cyber Monday, we're used to them. Like they're here. They're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you can speak to that on like why it's important to shop locally or to find a local vendor on those blackout weekends instead of lining up at a mall for the same big box stores? Yeah, so I think a big thing a lot of people don't know is on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, those are marketing days for a lot of big companies. So you're not always getting the deal you think you're getting. A lot of the time they'll you use a different serial number they'll provide a product that's actually not the same it's a slightly less quality version of what you think you're buying and so you really got to pay attention to those things 
when you're shopping local, you're getting what you're ordering. Like, you know what you're getting. And these local businesses are continuing with the marketing trend on their own way. And they are providing deals. And it might be an awesome opportunity for you to be able to snag the thing you've been looking at for a really long time at a little bit of a discount. And um, just, you know, know when a small business or a local business discount something like they're taking money out of their own pockets to give it to you versus these big companies that are, you know, maybe bundling things up or providing a lesser quality to save the cost. There is a lot of care behind those decisions. And so I think, again, it's just another great way to support them. And um, it, it's a take your first look there before you decide to go somewhere else. I love it. Yes. Mm. I agree. Amazing. Okay. So switching it up a little bit say a listener is thinking about starting a business or in those beginning phases, what are some tips that you have for growing your business? Yeah. So I, it took me a while to learn this. When I first started to grow our businesses, I tried to just do everything all the time. I was trying to be the master of everything and uh, it quickly led to burnout and destruction. (laughs) Um, There is not a lot of people that can do everything, especially with a young family in the background. It was it was a lot. And when you're working with your spouse, that's a whole other thing. That's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot going on. So hiring a VA to help with some of the administrative tasks when you can is huge. If you have a website and you need to help with your listings, you know, getting them updated and making sure that all the links are working on your site, it's huge just to take that off your list. You know, those are services that we can help as well with, but they're just the little things that makes a huge impact answering emails, checking your inbox. I am really bad for it where I just sign up for almost everybody's mailing list because I love to see what's going on. I love email marketing. I love everything. Yeah. Email marketing is one of my favorite things for sure. And it's just, uh, as soon as you I open my inbox and it's like, oh my goodness, I got a hundred emails overnight. Like it's really hard to to keep on track of everything because you kind of have to drown out the noise. And so when you have personal interests and your business interests, um, it's good to keep them a little separate. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's that. And then I'd also say when you sit down, make a list of what you need to do because it again, everything stays in your head. You're only one person. If you don't have lists, you can't delegate. So you're not able to pass things off, you know, make sure that there's care in those lists and enough instructions, because I've also learned that the hard way, uh, trying to pass something off without enough feedback on it. And it just doesn't Mm -hmm. comprehend or compute across and ends up in wasted time from everyone. Uh, But also when you write that list, take the five top things that you could do to help grow, whether that's like making a a phone call to somebody that is a potential sales opportunity or creating that lead magnet that you might have been putting on the back burner, do the five things that you know are going to lead to growth or have the potential to lead to growth first, and then do the administrative stuff in the background, because you're not going to grow if you're always just trying to stay day to day to day to day. Yes, for sure. I call it eating the frog. So when I look at my to-do list, I'm like, what is the grossest thing that I don't want to do? And I try and do it first and it makes Mm -hmm. it easier and it makes it better. And then, you know, it's like 10 a.m. and you're like, okay, I did it. Like that's over and done with. I'm on a high. I'm ready to roll. We're on to the next. So yeah, maybe try eating the frog. I like the idea of making a list for growth and really focusing on that. That's really important. Yeah. And it's great. And honestly, it comes down to when you do your planning to you look at your business and you say, hey, and a lot of people do this in the next month coming up January 1st, usually January is the month of planning and they'll sit there and they're like, hey, where do I want to be next year when I'm in this spot? Like, what what does my business look like at that point? And you just work backwards and you say, hey, like, if I want to be here, these are the things I need to do. And if I need to do these things, when do I need to do them by? So it helps you look at it that way. So, so true. So as you are a co-owner and a figurehead of many businesses and you're a mom and you have a life, how the heck do you manage your work-life balance and how do you find like respite for yourself in all of this chaos and exciting parts, of course? (laughs) Yes, um, I would go back to collaboration over competition and say that, uh, you know, you find people who can do things that you're not that great at 
and they can do it better than you. And you trust those people to do that because you can't do it all. You know, I have a lot of support with our administrative team and my marketing team. Rachel has been like a godsend to me. Um, She helps like she pretty much everything you see through the Instagram and our email marketing and our website, that's all like updated and done by her. So like I couldn't do this without her. Find people that you can trust that have the same passions as you and you know share in the the successes together because at the end of the day if you try and take on everything you're not nearly going to get as far as you would without the support and the help and again my partner as well I really lean on him a lot of the time he pushes me sometimes that when he pushes me I'm like I just want to push you back (laughs) but uh you know (laughs) yeah sometimes you know it's uh it drives you a little crazy but at the end of the day it's there to you know, make you a better and stronger person. And I think for me, like one of my, my pillars of success and where I want to look at my life when I'm older is like, did I improve every year? Did I stay status quo? Like, what did I do to make my life better? My family's life better? You know, how did I make an impact on uh, everyone else? And so I spent a lot of time reflecting on those things and just kind of feeling gratitude. And yes, I'm tired and overworked. And I feel like I'm, I want to cry sometimes because I've just bit my toes in too many things. But the end of the day, like there's a reason why my my soul feels like I want to do those things. And so it's um, finding time for reflection provides a lot more balance and just, you know, giving that grace and gratitude to slow down sometimes as well is super big. And, and our kids work really closely with us, too. They come and travel on the road with us. They work in our food trucks with us. So we get to spend Aww. time with them. And yeah, I'm, I'm constantly telling my daughter, my daughter to uh eat the frog first because she's like, <laughs> she's like me and we always put things off to the last minute like her room is a disaster and I'm like lady just make the room first when you wake up in the morning and then it's done and then you don't have to worry about it and yeah exactly. do it later, I'll do it later. like no you're not gonna do it later like no. what's more fun coloring or cleaning your room like I yeah. know you're not gonna clean your room when you can color so um I mean yeah. of course coloring comes first but you gotta eat the frog <laughs> <laughs> right I know so yeah. um yeah it's I mean our our businesses are our life and our life is our business and and they're also interconnected and I'm not alone when I say that almost all local and small businesses are the same and um, yeah it really to me that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it like I can never work a nine-to-five I'm just not built for it my my husband's not built for it you know we pick our, our destiny and our choices sometimes we we lie in the beds that we make and sometimes after working 19 hour days for like 20 days straight in the summer July is insane we're like what am I doing with my life unreal uh, yeah and so it's yeah it's a it's a lot but you know we plan trips we go we were in Portugal um Amsterdam and London in uh, January and February early this year we're about to leave to go to Mexico for a couple days and so <laughs> it's yeah really important that you work hard and play hard yes for sure what do you think is the, the energy I mean I think everyone listening who's a small business owner or an entrepreneur and like knows what you're talking about and like feels the same way. And it's like, yes, that's it. Like, what would you call that? What is that word? Oh, that's a tough one. I just, I don't know if it's a word, but uh, I think a statement that would help summarize it is just that growth is not linear and there's so many ups mm-hmm. and downs and you're just, you know, sometimes you're riding the highs and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I'm so happy. Like th- things are going really well. And then sometimes you're like, oh my goodness, like what, what just happened? Why is everything <laughs> kind of a whirlwind of a mess right now? Like, how do I get out of this? Like, I just want to go back to when it was all great. And yeah, you're, you're just in a, in a whirlwind of emotions and your, your life is, uh, is a circle of excitement. And, uh, sometimes it feels like suffering, but um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair. Fair. I like that growth is not linear. So very true. And I think that we can all relate to this feeling and this emotion and this drive to do something or to not remain the status quo and to keep following what we're passionate about for sure. Yeah, it's like a sense of individuality too, right? You yeah. Know, um, yeah. Just those individual things that drive you and give you purpose. Yeah. And every little bit counts. Every step forward, it's a step forward. And if it's a mm-hmm. step it's gonna help you get forward and just yeah you just gotta keep going right yeah no and I think I read a quote somewhere I can't remember who said it but losing is not a failure you have to just use them as lessons as long as you use those lessons you're good Mm, that's a really good quote I love Mm -hmm. that okay so we're wrapping up 
I am again, I'm so glad that you're here and that you've shared so many insights. There's so many nuggets in this episode that people can pull away from. Is there any exciting news that you would like us to share for you? This like this is your soapbox. Tell us anything you want. This is your spot. Yeah. We have lots of awesome things in the works right now. We're really excited for next year. We have so many more events that we're planning, um, a lot on a larger scale as well. So we can happily have more vendors and participate in our market, um, which is super exciting. We're also planning to do what we're doing right now with our gift guide again, but biannually instead. So there's going to be two times a year that this is going to go out, which is super cool. Um, But our applications are going to be open been around January going for 2024. So if anyone is interested in participating in our markets or joining our community, we highly encourage to join our mailing list because that's where all the nitty gritty details come into. And um, when you apply, one if you're the first applicants, it's always better for you because we do have a maximum number of categories that we can have in the events. Like we don't like to have like 10 soap vendors because we want them to be successful. So we're usually capped out around two to three, depending on the size of the event. So your chances are higher when you apply earlier, but yeah, I'm honestly, we're always open to collaborating with anyone. So if there's people out there that are listening that say, Hey, like this sounds like a really cool opportunity for me to to discuss this idea that I've had for a really long time. Like we're all ears. We really love to hear it and um, help support in any way. We're working on our consulting in the background. So one of my side passion projects beyond all of this is helping particularly smaller uh, new entrepreneurs in in the business world get their footing and kind of make it feel a little less scary and overwhelming when they come into it because there's so many things that you can do and you don't know where to start. And um, we have done almost everything. I feel like we've dabbled our toes in so many different streams to figure out how to grow our businesses. And um, I really love the creativity and the innovation that's there when you start something new or you're new to market. And so we highly encourage you guys to reach out because uh, yeah, we have some new opportunities coming in the pipeline of how we can work together on those things. But yeah, I just, uh, I love to hear from the community. So anything people have to say, that's, uh, we're all ears. Amazing. I love it. How can people connect with you? So my email direct is kat, K-A-T, at bcshoplocal.co, not .com, .co. Some people confuse that. And then you can also reach us uh, generally through the hello at bcshoplocal.co. Um, if you direct message us through Instagram as well, that gets to Rachel and Rachel's really good at passing along the message to me. So either way, you can reach out that way. And if you have any promotions or anything in, within your business that you're looking to share locally, please reach out to us through DM because Rachel will help share that as well through our community and network. Amazing. And we'll put all of your links into the show notes and in the description of this episode. So if you're listening, just tap the button on whatever platform you're on and you'll find it there. Hey, awesome. I'm super happy that you had me on here today. This is awesome. I was definitely a little nervous when we first signed up because it's the first time I've done something like this. But uh, again, and you always got to try new things and put yourself out there to grow. So I appreciate the opportunity and I'm super thankful you and your team reached out. Yeah, I'm so grateful that you. I'm your first podcast and this is like the first little step into something. Who knows what it'll be in a yeah. year or two. Yeah. Check it off my bucket list and then and- <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm so proud of you Kat, for joining me. If you're listening, please like, rate, and subscribe to The Magic Hour and check us out at unicornmarketingco.ca backslash podcast. Thanks everyone and have an awesome day.